Hi, you're listening to a new podcast, Stronger Now. It is the podcast for women who are ready to move forward in their lives after separation, divorce, an unfulfilling or toxic relationship. It's for the woman who is ready to embrace the limitless potential that's inside of each and every one of us. We'll be here every week to walk this journey together. We'll be back here next week, same time, same place. So welcome. Life. Tackle it. Embrace it. Live it. See you soon. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you're having a great day. Glad you can be with me today. Today, we're going to take some time to talk about separation, divorce, telling the kids. We're even going to talk about some statistics when it comes to divorce. So some really interesting stuff. Uh, As you guys know, I have been in the process of divorce. Um, I, if you didn't know, I've been separated for two years now and um, finally started the process of divorce. Uh, We chose to go the mediation route versus the trial, um, divorce or the trial route. And it's just a matter of it being simpler, easier on the nerves, uh, less stress, um, less money involved. Who doesn't want to have to, you know, who doesn't want to save money? So, um, so we chose to go that route and we both agreed on it and added to that a whole lot less money that you got to shell out. So definitely down with that one. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to start with some statistics that I I discovered um, about divorce, about the rate of divorce, um, the best way to tell the kids about it, because this is all a journey for me as well. Um, I'm, you know, although my background is in mental health therapy, This is not my specialty. Divorce and everything that surrounds divorce is not my specialty. Um, So I had to do my research myself so we can learn together. Uh, What I found out in researching is that the divorce rate per 1,000 married women is 16.9%. Uh, the divorce rate per 1,000 married women is nearly double that of 1960. Okay, so what I discovered in my research about divorce uh, is that almost 50% of all marriages in the U.S. will end in divorce or separation. So if you had any fears surrounding separation or divorce like I know that I did because when I decided to separate uh you know I had family members that 
were trying to talk me out of it, trying to paint a different picture of what had happened um, in my marriage, although I knew exactly firsthand what had happened. Uh, so, you know, despite all of that, or despite friends saying, maybe you can work it out, um, despite what had happened and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, it's, it all, it all boils, boils down to how you truly feel. Okay. What does your intuition tell you? If you are thinking about going back, is it workable? Is this person willing to work things out? Are they willing maybe to go to therapy? Are they willing to seek whatever help they need to, to alleviate some of the stress on the marriage or the relationship? Um, all of that must be taken into account because I can tell you from my own personal experience that's very important. And, you know, in my own marriage, that was a major issue. The fact that, you know, my ex was not, he was not keen on therapy. Now, he's not alone because many males are not keen on therapy many aren't. But when we're talking about a marriage or a committed relationship, it's my belief that it's essential to receive the help you need, the healing you need, any way you can to remedy the relationship, to remedy the problems within the relationship. And I believe that both parties need to be willing to put in the work. And if you get to the point on your journey as a couple where one is putting in all the effort to work things out, to remedy what needs to be remedied, and the other person is not, then you have to ask yourself if this is a workable situation. In my case, it was not. And um, again, it was a marriage of 17 years and uh, it had gotten to the point where I was unfulfilled. I felt unfulfilled. I felt unhappy in the relationship. And I realized that Things were not changing and not as much effort was being invested by my ex into the marriage. So I, that's what really culminated in my decision to exit the marriage. So that's very important. Um, it's a very important thing to, to recognize and to keep in mind. I know, too, another major concern for me when I decided to leave the marriage was the children. You know, um, that was 
a huge concern for me. How is this going to impact my two children? And um, for all you moms out there, I know that you too would feel the same. You too must feel the same. You know, we, we were concerned about the children, but then we have to ask ourselves, is the relationship in a place or in a space where the children are learning good relationship uh, habits? Is it a healthy relationship? That's the question. If it is a healthy relationship, then by all means, you try to work it out. But if you've gotten to the point where there's fighting, there's um, toxicity, and the children either bear witness to it or um, are aware of stress in the family dynamic, then it's questionable whether or not, whether you want to remain where you are in the marriage. So that is a huge concern for, um, for those with children involved. Uh, another interesting fact I discovered was that 60% of all second marriages end in divorce. Now, let me just say this. Personally, this was something I considered as well when I thought about leaving. Uh, you know, am I at the stage in my life where I would find someone else again? That, that was, that was a huge fear for me. I'll be honest. I'll put it out there. That was a huge fear for me. Will I find someone else? Should I hang on to what I know? What is familiar? What is safe? But is that a healthy way to be in a relationship? Is that healthy? I believe it is not. And I decided to leave. But when I left, it continued to be a fear of mine. It continued to be something that I grappled with. Oh my goodness, did I make a mistake? My God, should I go back? And if you heard the first podcast, I did actually return. I did actually try to reconcile and that went south very quickly. Uh, but that's a huge concern, you know, for, for, for women, especially at a certain stage in your life, after the kids, after years of marriage, uh, when you are, when you feel comfortable in that space for so, so long. So just the knowledge that the rate of divorce is so high for second marriages was something that I thought, wow, this is startling. This is startling. 
And believe it or not, the rate of third marriages that end in divorce increase. So it goes from 60% of all second marriages to 73% of all third marriages that end in divorce. So even higher, the rate goes even higher. So, um, but again, that should not, I mean, if again, if the, if the relationship is at a state in a state where it is not salvageable, then this should not be something that stops you from moving forward in your life. I fully believe that your happiness is paramount and that the importance of the children seeing a healthy relationship trumps everything. We believe sometimes, and I've come across this many times in speaking to other women who are going through issues in their marriages, that we believe that if we decide to leave the relationship that and, and, and separate and divorce and go through the whole process, that it's going to be more damaging to the children in the long run. But actually, it's the opposite. If the children remain and see an unhealthy marital dynamic or relationship, that is more damaging in the long run for the children. When they become adults, what do they have to emulate? What do they have to use as an example for carrying on a healthy relationship in their adulthood? What do they have? So, you know, a lot of times we believe that we are, you know, in trying to keep the unit together, that we are helping our children, that we are benefiting them in some way. But in reality, it's a great disservice to them eventually, you know, in the long run. So that's something to keep in mind as well, because growing up in a happy home protects children from mental, physical, educational, as well as social problems in their lives. Another interesting statistic I discovered was that the United States has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world and that every 13 seconds, there's one divorce in America. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm not really sure what that says about our country, but I just wanted you guys to know that. That's, that's very interesting. Uh, okay, so let's just move forward and I want to talk about a healthy divorce 
uh, the three main components to having a healthy divorce would be communication, cooperation, and mediation. It's so important to keep the lines of communication open. And, you know, I try so hard to do that. I try hard. And there are times when I fail miserably. But, you know, again, then I catch myself and I try to start again the next day, brand new, keeping the lines of uh, communication open, being um, gracious, yet, you know, direct in whatever it is, whatever message I need to, to get through via text or email, etc. But again, trying to approach the situation with kindness, as much kindness as I can come with. Okay, so that's so important. Um, and you know what, I've realized that it's important for your inner peace. You know, it's so important for the inner peace because the moment you start bickering and fighting and, and, and making the whole situation ugly, it just, it gets ugly and, and you end up feeling the anxiety and the, the stress and the bitterness and the anger. And you know what, at the end of the day, you just realize it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So trying to, trying to approach the situation from a healthy, open, kind space, you know, and I've, I've noticed that meditation has helped, you know, um, I meditate every day. Like I told you guys, every day I wake up with prayer, with meditation, I'm not saying that it's perfect every time and, you know, things that come out of my mouth are perfect every time, but I try, I try to catch myself when, um, I lose my patience or I go in the direction of, of, um, you know, of being just in an angry space or a not so nice space. I try to pull myself back, uh, consciously. So communication is important. Then there's cooperation. Um, it's so important to cooperate, especially for the children. Uh, you know, making things, it just makes things easier. It makes things less stressful, not only for you, but for the kids. And, you know, we know that, as we said before, um, ensuring that the kids don't get hurt in all of this. It's so, so important. We got to make sure the kids don't get hurt because what we have to do is we have to think to ourselves, if they hear the anger and the bitterness and the, 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 the ugliness inside of us, if they hear that and they bear witness to that, that will only serve to hurt them. That will only hurt them. 
It can never, it can never help them in any way. It never could. So cooperating to the best of our ability will serve them and us. And it will make going forward that much easier uh, with this, with, uh, as co-parents. So keeping that in mind, um, you know, mediation, which is the final point of a healthy divorce, mediation just makes things easier. Now, sometimes, you know, in marriages, if you want to go the route of trial, the trial, um, the trial scenario, um, it's, it's going to make things more contentious. It's going to make going forward peacefully a little harder or much harder, however you want to look at it or however you approach it. But mediation just makes things simpler, makes things simpler, less contentious, um, less stressful on both parties, on the kids, uh, and as being co-parents and moving forward, it just makes things lighter. So those are the three, communication, cooperation, and mediation for having a healthy divorce. And I'm in that space right now where uh, we are going through mediation. Uh, it's, it's still very early in the process because I've just submitted all of my paperwork for mediation uh, and he has asked for an extension. Um, and that's fine. That's okay. It was a little bit off-putting and frustrating when I first heard that things would be delayed because I do want to kind of get that chapter closed. But again, I'm letting go. I'm learning to let things go as I go along on my journey. So, um, so that's that. And so mediation will be coming up in the next, uh, couple weeks or so. And I am remaining open to the process and I'm continuing to meditate on it and pray on it and just say to myself, you know what? I'm going to let this thing go and I'm going to trust and have faith that everything will be fine. So it is a moment of transition. Uh, and we all know that with transition comes different emotions, uh, such as anger, grief, fear, anxiety. You know, when I first started on this journey of separating reconciliation and now to where I am in the throes of the early stages of divorce, you know, it took me a while to become so at peace with everything. It took a long, long time. Healing took a while. But as you all know, with my story that I shared in, um, in the first podcast, 
you know, I was also dealing with a lot. I had a lot on my plate. So I think healing just took a while longer. Uh, but I'm at a space now. I'm in a space now where I'm more at peace. And I've learned to accept the way things are. I've learned to accept change. I've learned, I've gotten stronger, certainly gotten stronger from all of this. Um, and I've learned how to, I've learned how to exist apart from someone else. You know, I had met my ex very early in life, um, in college and that's, he's all I knew. He's all I knew. So, uh, it took a while. It took a while to heal. Healing took a while for me and being able to stand on my own two feet and go the path alone. I mean, I have family, I have lots of friends and, you know, that are supporting me and on this journey. But when I say go alone, go this path alone, I mean, didn't need I no longer need someone I I want someone in my life but I don't need someone in my life and that's a good feeling it's a good feeling that I've gotten to that space now where I feel that when I do embrace love again and have someone in my life again because I know I will I feel it in my my heart when I do have that, I will be comfortable in who I am and what I bring to the table. And that's an amazing feeling. So we all know that healing takes time. And eventually, those difficult emotions, such as anger and grief and anxiety, fear, all of those difficult, difficult emotions eventually subside and you make peace. You make peace with it. But it's important while you are in this space that you're kind to yourself. You're kind to yourself with the things you tell yourself, the messages you send yourself. It's so important to be compassionate with yourself. It's important because it's not a difficult experience. Separation, divorce, it's not, it's not an easy experience. Uh, it is difficult. And it's a period of transition and change sometimes is not easy to embrace right away. So you have to give yourself time. You've got to be kind to yourself. Send yourself good, positive messages. And it's important, I always try to tell other women that I try to share with them the importance of, of getting out there, you know, and putting yourself out there. And also, too, um, 
trying to have a healthy routine of exercise, a healthy exercise routine. If you can't do it daily, at least three times a week where you're either doing yoga, you know, for relaxation uh, or you're exercising. Um, running is great outdoors. A brisk walk will, will work as well, you know, for at least 30 minutes for cardio. Uh, getting out there and moving because in getting that body moving, you're moving your mind as well. And you're moving all of the, the heavy emotions. You're moving it all out of you by, by getting your body moving, believe it or not. And also, too, it's important at this time of stress, when the stress level is high, that you are treating your body well with what you eat, what you ingest. So, you know, um, I always try to, every morning, have a healthy juice. Um, what I'll do is make a nice smoothie in the morning. I'll either make um, some spinach. I'll make one with spinach. Um kale, blueberries, raspberries, flax seeds, um, a banana, what else, what else? And maybe a little bit of almond milk. And I blend that all up in my Nutribullet and it's just, it's yummy. It's delish. Uh, or what I'll try to do is a nice cleansing juice like, um, cucumbers, uh, celery and lime as well as some coconut water and you blend that up all together and it's that's just as delicious so I try to mix that up a little bit I also will eat like a healthy omelet um, in the morning you know to start my day off really well and I'll try to um, at lunchtime or dinner try to have some salmon or some healthy grilled chicken or and um I usually, I usually try to stick to the paleo diet, um, just because it works really well with my body and it's just, it's the diet that I prefer. And when I say diet, I don't mean trying to lose weight. I just mean trying to stay healthy. It's a healthy diet. So treating your body well is so important, especially at this time. Um, but what I want to talk about right now is the importance of sitting the kids down and letting them know what's going on because that's so important. And I'm at that stage now where I'm coming up with my own plan in how to let them know that mom and dad will no longer be separated, but we are making it final and we will have a divorce coming up very soon. So it's important to sit them down and present a plan with the children together. Um, it's recommended that this be a unified effort. You know, this, this should be done, uh, with the act, with your ex, um, yourself and the kids, this should be done all together. And just having an open conversation about the changes that will happen moving forward and 
It's also important, even though there will be change, that we try to make the changes as minimal as possible in the months ahead and the years ahead, for, especially for the children. Because, uh, again, that goes back to what we were saying before about keeping the lines of communication open and having a cooperative co-parenting stance that will help to support the children as they move forward. And as you all move forward uh, as co-parents and ensuring that their needs are met. Kids do better in the long run when they maintain a close relationship or close co they have close contact with both parents. And if you're not dealing with a uh, situation where um, there is any harm that could come to the children if they are exposed to the other party, then it is advisable to permit the children as much as possible to have contact with uh, their father. It is advisable. Um, research suggests that kids who have a poor relationship with one or both parents will have a harder time in dealing with family upheaval. Uh, and it's, it's important to know that there are parent education programs out there that help to improve the relationship between the parents and kids. So that's important to know because these educational programs, these parent educational programs, have shown to help children cope better in the months and years following divorce. So if you feel that that's something that you need, I encourage you to um, look for one of these programs, research, Google it, try to find what you can. And um, if you need any support, uh, you know that there are groups out there that do support uh, moms uh, and families that are going through separation and divorce. Church, a church is a good place to turn to, synagogues, temples, um, and any support networks out there. There's so many of them out there that do support, uh, support uh, the, you know, parents at this stage of separation, divorce, and moving forward as co-parents. And I want to leave you guys with one last thing. If you feel that you do need um, any additional support in terms of your mental health, do reach out to a mental health professional. There's so many good ones out there. Um, and I want to leave you with that for now. And we will be back again next week. Same time, same place. And remember to enjoy each and every moment of this beautiful life. Life. Tackle it. Embrace it. Live it. See you soon.